Hello, it's Steph, otherwise known as Moving Forward, Looking Forward, or MFLF, depending on where it is you follow me. I wanted to, first of all, start by apologising for any background noise you hear today. It's a gorgeous day in Melbourne, so I've got my dining room door open, and I've got really noisy neighbours, and they're currently sitting in their driveway having a conversation. They speak Vietnamese, so I'm not actually sure what they're talking about, but if you happen to hear them during my podcast, I do apologise, but I really don't want to close the door because I'm getting the most beautiful breeze in right now. Today I'm having a chat about a change in relationships and I've had a lot of people ask me to speak about this and when I started writing my notes for this particular episode I didn't realise how much I had to say on the topic and I need to be careful how I frame it because I will be speaking about particular people and particular situations. I won't be mentioning any names whatsoever and I will try and make sure that I don't give enough information to potentially disclose the person that I'm talking about and and that relationship obviously the person I'm talking about will know or the people actually because there's two people I'll be chatting about or three maybe four but I won't be mentioning names I won't be mentioning locations anything like that but it's sort of like one of those things you read at the end of the movie where it says you know based truly on fictional characters this is based on real of life and real situations and some of these are actually quite hard for me to talk about but I will give it my best shot. When I was at my heaviest weight I had a huge amount of self-hatred. I didn't like my body, I didn't like how I looked, I didn't like how the weight that I was stopped me from doing a lot of things that I now take for granted such as flying on a plane or eating out at a restaurant or sitting in a cinema. The reason I couldn't eat out at a restaurant was because I'd quite often break chairs. I wouldn't be able to fit in a lot of cinema seats. I was able to fit in the ones that have the armrest lifting up. But back then when I was at my heaviest, those cinemas were far and few in between. So I'd often go and be really, really uncomfortable or I wouldn't go at all. And I have got a friend who is a lot bigger than what I was at my heaviest and they actually sit in the stairwell of the cinemas so you know the stairs that you walk up to get up to the top level they sit there because they don't fit in the chairs they don't have the chairs with the handles that lift up at their local cinema so being that weight becomes quite degrading and you don't feel human because the world isn't set up to accommodate you at that weight things like fitting into clothes are an obvious thing for people when they think about some of the experiences bigger people may come across but stuff like being able to do up your shoelaces is just a a common challenge that people at that weight have or even getting into a car I remember when I had to get my car fixed I was given a hire car I didn't fit in the car (laughs) even with the seat pushed all the way back and the steering wheel lifted all the way up, my stomach was stopping the steering wheel from moving. So the world isn't catering for people of that size and when you are that heavy, it becomes really apparent that you live in a world that not only doesn't accommodate you but one that you don't feel welcome in and that makes your level of self-hatred 
a hell of a lot worse. <sighs> I haven't even gotten up to four and a half minutes and I'm already feeling just sad at that situation that I was in. I'm a bit teary today actually so I apologise in advance if I do have a bit of a cry but those days were really hard. There's things that I haven't shared that I wasn't able to do and I may or may not share them one day but you know I think back to getting in the shower and breaking the door because I didn't fit the door's still like that because I haven't gotten a new shower screen but that was a a really hard moment for me because I I didn't realize how big I was getting and it's only now that I look back at photos of myself there's two photos in particular that I look at and I just feel a sense of sadness is the one where I'm at the shops when I'm pushing my twins in the pram and then there's the one where I'm at the zoo and I've got all my kids in front of me and my face is huge and my hair looks dirty not because I work out like I do now. My hair normally looks dirty at the moment anyway because I actually only wash it once a week, sometimes twice if I'm lucky. But my hair looked disgusting. My face just looked oily and greasy and my skin was in a really poor condition. And things like that are things that I can't imagine ever experiencing again but when I think back to breaking chairs in restaurants or not even being able to think about catching a plane because I was so big like I said earlier the world doesn't accommodate people that size very easily even little things like stepping on a pair of scales at the doctors and not weighing back in 2010 when I was at my heaviest the scales that were available would normally only go up to 120. Things are a lot better these days because people are getting bigger, which isn't great, but that's what it is. So people are starting to accommodate to the fact that not everyone is going to weigh under 120. So they, they get scales that go up to 200, 250. But when I was that size, it was really hard to find a set of scales that I could purchase to bring home to weigh me. These days, you look at most of them and, and they go up to 200 quite easily. So, yeah, it's a really it's a really hard world when you're that weight. And thinking back on it makes me realise that, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy as to where I am right now. But if you're that weight and you're listening to me, I, I don't want this to stir up self-hatred for you. I want you to realise that there are things that you can do to change where you are right now and I'll chat about that during this particular podcast I feel like I've gone really down <laughs> rather than upbeat but I suppose this isn't an upbeat topic at all so excuse the the mood change as I go through my list of notes when I was at my biggest as well there are a lot of different changes that I noticed happening in my relationships and it could have been because I became more accustomed to sitting at home and not wanting to go out because I only had a couple of clothing pieces or pieces of clothing that fit me and they were rotated so I had a pair of blue pants and I had a pair of black pants 
and I had a handful of tops that I'd wear and I had a black skirt and a red sleeveless top which I'd wear on special occasions which I would avoid like the plague because I, I didn't feel comfortable in those particular items of clothing but they were really the only things that I had and when I wore them I actually felt incredible um I know that I didn't look the best but I remember wearing that red top and that skirt to my mother-in-law's vows her um oh gosh I can't even think today her recommitment ceremony and I I was really proud that I'd found something to wear and I remember the black skirt was actually one that had like little beads on them and I was so big that I was stretching that skirt that the little beads had popped off um, because the elastic or the, the cotton wasn't actually holding to accommodate my my girth so I wouldn't go out a lot because I wasn't comfortable I didn't feel good about myself so I would avoid social social situations I, I wouldn't go out and eat if I could avoid it because I had broken chairs and I didn't like catching public transport I'm really blessed that I have a great group of friends who I still have to this day, even when I was at my biggest, but they would definitely second the fact that I have changed a lot over the last 18 months, especially when it comes to actually being able to go out and do things, things like concerts even I wouldn't have gone to. But I noticed the biggest change in relationship when I lost weight more so when I then when I was at my biggest which I'll chat about as well when I was at my biggest I had a lot of bullying aimed toward me and and I've spoken about that at length and one of the hardest ones that I ever had to face was when just trying to think how to word this (laughs) when a guy from the football club my sons were playing for was talking about a strip club that he'd been to with uh, another group of guys from the football club. And they were there giving money to strippers, obviously, but they also were making jokes about where I would hide my money if I was a stripper. And they were talking about how I could hide it under my boobs because my boobs hang. And they were talking about how I'd be able to hide it all under my fat. And I'm talking about my fatty apron, my stomach, my my overhang, whatever you want to call it. And I remember hearing this guy talk about me in that way and no one stuck up for me. And that was really hard because I didn't deserve to be talked about like that. And it took a lot of courage for me to be able to actually stick up for myself and say I don't want to be spoken to like that and I don't want to be spoken about like that because my level of self-worth was so low that I almost accepted that you know what that's fine to say that about me because I'm not worth anything but it was that particular day when I remember standing up for myself how hard that actually was because I didn't feel that I deserved to be stuck up for because as I was saying this world doesn't accommodate for people that size but it doesn't mean that they should be spoken about like that and that was really tough because this guy was one that I had to see every weekend and you know had footy training I I don't see him anymore and obviously like I said I'm not naming and shaming but I I still tear up 
when I think about that conversation and when I think about others speaking about me like that because there's a huge difference to some twat shouting stuff at you as you're running you know on on the running track near home that doesn't know you doesn't know your story doesn't know your background doesn't know your journey but when it's someone who actually knows you then that's really hard as well and I I'll be chatting about friendships during this too but one that I actually hadn't written down that I'll speak about now is someone who was in my life for a very long time and I happened to read an email that she had sent to her friend but she'd accidentally sent it to me and she was bagging me out saying how I ate way too much KFC and how I didn't care about my weight, I didn't care about my health, I didn't care about my kids, I didn't care about my house, nothing. And it was really difficult reading this email (laughs) because she was talking about me not knowing that I was going to read it and I remember someone saying to me that, I can't remember the exact saying, but it's something like you'll never hear anything nice about you if people don't know you're listening or something like that, basically saying that no one's not going to say, oh sorry, no one's going to say something nice about you if they don't think you're going to hear it. I've completely mucked that up. But I think you get my point. I hope you get my point. But that didn't actually make me feel better because why should people who are my friends speak about me like that behind my back? Why wouldn't my friend actually say to me, hey, look, I'm really concerned about the amount of KFC you're eating and the amount of crap you're putting into your system and I'm concerned about how big you're getting and I've watched you go from 170 k's to 243 k's in the space of 18 months and that worries me but instead she said it behind my back and I did confront her about it that was a really hard thing for me to do because I thought oh you know what I'm just going to leave it and not say anything and let bygones be bygones and just let her think that I don't know but then that voice inside my head once again I have to stick up for myself and I am more valuable than that and I deserve to be treated better than that and I did say something and I'm not in touch with that person anymore I think about her a lot I think about her circumstances her partner I hope she's happy I hope she's had kids I hope her career is as incredible as what it should have been I I feel sorry for her because that email that she sent to her friend, that wasn't the person I knew, that wasn't the person I was friends with, that was someone who was, I don't know why she was telling her friend that because I didn't actually know that girl. It, so it wasn't like, you know, when you've got a mate and you're talking about someone you both know and you're concerned about them and you say to this person, hey, look, really worried about... Laura because she's in a really unhappy relationship and I want to help her you know that that sort of conversation it wasn't like that she was just purely bagging me out and like I said I still think about her a lot and if she's listening I do hope you're well and I do hope things turned out for you the way you hope they did gosh this is actually so much harder (laughs) than I thought it would be but I'm going to keep carrying on I've got a list of things to discuss I have found that in the past when I was 
at my heaviest or when my lap band stopped working or when I wasn't in a great space, I was unable to follow friends that were doing well. And this was the days before I was on Instagram. And so I was on Facebook and I had a particular friend who was doing really, really well with her weight loss. And I unfollowed her. I didn't unfriend her, but I actually unfollowed her because she was doing so incredibly well that it made me upset because I would reflect on how badly I was doing because, well, I wasn't doing anything and I wasn't ready to do anything. So I was at a point in my life where I wasn't interested and I had, you know, tried a million different things, including having weight loss surgery and seeing her happiness made me feel sad. It's as simple as that. And I haven't told her that actually. I probably could now, but I wouldn't have been able to back then because admitting that, I wasn't jealous of her. I was upset for myself and very happy for her. And I wanted to be in the space she was, but I didn't feel like I could do that at that point in time. And that was hard because this person has been one of my friends for a very long time. And watching her should have inspired me and made me feel like, hey, I can do it. Because I know that if I'd reached out, she would have definitely helped me. But once again I wasn't I wasn't in that headspace and I wasn't in the right frame of mind to do anything and when I started losing weight myself I found the same thing I have had friends who have stopped being my friend because it makes them feel bad about themselves and it's really really hard when that happens because this one particular person I care about immensely I I still think about her and just like my other friend I really hope she's in a good place and I hope life's treating her well but when she told me that I made her feel bad about herself that really cut me deep because immediately I thought oh my gosh how can I help my friend I've got to stop sharing my journey I've got to stop showing pictures of my befores and afters and stop comparing my progress to you know, my progress 12 months ago and I almost did stop doing that to cater for her. Then I reflected on my other friend, the one that I stopped following because it made me feel bad and I knew that this particular friend was going through the same thing that I was going through except she was verbalising it to me and it made me happy at that point in time I didn't tell my friend actually no I'm gonna have to give them names these are made up names so the friend I stopped following was Allie and the friend who unfriended me a couple of months ago can be Brie okay so that should make it a bit easier so when I unfollowed Allie I actually felt a lot better because Allie's stuff didn't come back up for me anymore I no longer saw it on my feed I no longer had to watch it and it didn't make me feel bad I didn't tell Ellie at the time how it made me feel and when Brie told me how it made her feel I actually felt like I said really sad. I felt guilty that I was sharing my joy and my happiness not not just those parts but I was also sharing my troubles and you know the the downfalls of losing weight and the hard parts and stuff like that so I did for a second contemplate no longer sharing that with anyone so that Brie felt better about herself but when I thought about it a lot more 
I reached out to Brie and offered my support, offered to try and help her. But as a result of that, she continued to withdraw. So she stopped following my Facebook page. She stopped following my Instagram and she also stopped following me. She unfriended me. And that was really hard because I don't share my journey to upset people. I share it to inspire others and show others that it's possible. And I've said a couple of times too, I'd still share my journey even if no one followed me simply because I enjoy watching it and I enjoy looking back at my progress and reflecting on on how well I've done. And it's like smoking. People can tell you stuff that, hey, you know, you can give up or you can read this book or you can take those patches or not take, but, you know, apply those patches and that will help you stop smoking. I can share all the tips and hints and tricks that I have to do with weight loss but unless that person's actually going to apply them then it's not going to change anything and as you all know I often compare weight loss to smoking because a lot of people understand that addiction better than what they do a food addiction but it was really hard to hear Brie and listen to her pain because I could totally relate and I told her that but It was her decision to unfriend me and remove herself from my life because I was making her feel awful. And if she's listening, I do hope that life is treating you well and that you're happy because that would be incredible if you were. (sighs) (laughs) I'm just reading what I'm going to be talking about next. When I was at my heaviest, no one actually told me I was at my heaviest. And I'm not blaming others. Like, I'm not saying someone should have told me that, oh, I'm really concerned about your weight, because no one did. No one knew how much I weighed, because I didn't know how much I weighed either. But no one actually said to me, look, I'm really concerned that you're so big and you're going to die. But it's funny, as soon as you start losing weight, people are all of a sudden concerned about the fact you're going to the gym daily and oh, you're overdoing it or you're going to have a heart attack or an aneurysm or whatever it is that their concern is and you're not eating enough or you're eating too much or as soon as you start sharing your weight loss journey, you get opinions from everyone. But the same people didn't give me their opinion when I was at my heaviest and I once again draw back to smoking it's probably the same thing maybe they thought look you know if I said anything she's not going to do anything or she's going to be upset or how do I word this is it worth me saying something I don't know but it's it's frustrating when you start worrying about telling someone something because you're worried about their judgment about what they're going to think of you because you're doing something so for example I've got my 10k run coming up in July and whilst I wanted to shout it out on the rooftops to everyone and tell everyone how awesome that's going to be there are a couple of people that I knew would already be negative about it because they're concerned about you know me running too far running too fast dying fainting getting sore feet whatever it is but once again they're the same people who didn't say anything when I was at my biggest so it does change how you feel about others it makes you wonder whether they're trying to sabotage you or whether they're wanting to support you or whether their own insecurities in themselves are actually coming out to you and how they respond to you so I'm an overthinker yeah you've probably already identified that anyway but 
you really need to focus on you and worry about what you're doing and if you want to do the 10k run do the 10k run and obviously if you feel like you need to seek medical advice seek it don't listen to joe blow down the road oh you're gonna have a heart attack well you might you might not you might get hit by a bus the second you walk out the front door worry about what you're doing don't worry about what others are doing and it's been a challenge actually trying to pick apart those people who want to see me succeed and who are behind me on that or who actually just don't want me to do it because they can't themselves and that's not a put down at all that's not a reflection on those people saying oh you can't do it because if those people wanted to do it they know for a fact that I would help them but it's also them having to ask for help would that make them feel worse about themselves and that that is hard to I go back to um I've forgotten the name I gave her (laughs) was it Ali (laughs) I don't remember not Brie I remember that one but if I'd asked her for help I know she wouldn't have been patronising or condescending. She would have been fully supportive of assisting me, but it takes a lot of courage to actually reach out and say, hey, look, I can't do this and I, I need some help. So, yeah, just it sort of it can get in the way. Losing weight can get in the way and being successful in that can cause issues and it can be really hard. But over the last few months especially, I've started learning my self-worth and my value and I'm not afraid to stick up for myself and say if things are wrong or if people are treating me incorrectly and a couple of months ago I was faced with a position where I could have just said nothing or I could have done something to a person who has always put me down and has always made me feel bad about myself and I actually stood up for myself and that was so frightening but it felt incredible and that person didn't know what had hit them. And when I think about that day, I still smile because I was so strong and I look forward to when I get to do that again because I want that person to know that they don't get to treat me like that anymore because I am better than being treated like that. And as you start feeling better about yourself, in my experience, I have started to learn that I am more than what I thought I was when I was at my my heaviest And I think it goes back to choices. And this is where I read a little bit out of a book. And I'm not going to use the word just in case people have small children in the car. This book is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. And it's by Mark Manson. And chapter five, it starts, you are always choosing. It says, imagine that somebody puts a gun to your head and tells you you have to run 26.2 miles in under five hours or else he'll kill you and your entire family. That would suck. Now imagine that you bought nice shoes and running gear, trained religiously for months and completed your first marathon with all your closest friends and family cheering you on at the finish line. That could potentially be one of the proudest moments in your life. Exact same 26.2 miles, exact same person running them, exact same pain causing coursing through you your exact same legs but when you chose it freely and prepared for it it was a glorious and important milestone in your life when it was forced upon you against your will it was one of the most terrifying and painful experiences in your life often the only difference between a problem being painful or being powerful is the sense that we chose it and that we are responsible for it If you're miserable in your current situation, chances are it's because you feel like some part of it is outside your control. That 
there's a problem you have no ability to solve, a problem that was somehow thrust upon you without your choosing. When we feel that we're choosing our problems, we feel empowered. When we feel that our problems are being forced upon us against our will, we feel victimized and miserable. But how do we choose our problems? Well, that's the catch. We are already choosing. And when I read that, I've had to read it a couple of times to actually have it sink in. When I was my heaviest, I was making a choice to be my heaviest and in turn I was making a choice to feel like the world wouldn't accommodate me and like I had no self-worth and like I, I shouldn't even be here. But now that I'm choosing something completely different, I'm feeling the exact opposite to that. Like the world's my oyster and I can run out and get whatever it is that I want right now because I know I can do that. But once again, it's a choice. It's a choice that we make. And to tie it back to relationships and losing weight and changing your lifestyle, if you've got people in your life that are making you feel awful because you're feeling better, you make a choice about what you do with those people. Do you keep them? Do you set boundaries? Do you cut them out completely? it's your choice it's up to you do you have that conversation where you say look you know I'm going to run this 10ks and if I have a heart attack so be it and risk them getting upset and saying to you that oh I don't agree with that you know it's up to you how you deal with these situations and relationships are hard at the best of times but when you've got obstacles in the way that can make them a little bit more difficult but at the end of the day it's up to you who you have in your circle and who you have as part of your life and if you're like me and you're sharing your weight loss journey publicly of course you're going to end up with people criticizing you and having an opinion on absolutely everything that you do but it's your choice on how you deal with that if I read someone's comment about me doing something I can choose to ignore it or I can choose to embrace it it's all about choices and I find the choices become a lot easier to make when you know your self-worth with that I am going to say goodbye you know how to get in touch with me send me an email at stephmflf at gmail.com or shoot me a message on instagram or facebook I love the feedback I've been getting about my podcast I'm so happy you guys are enjoying it if you've got a particular topic you'd like me to chat about, feel free to send it through and I'll see what I can do. Hope you have a great day wherever it is you are in the world and I'll chat to you soon.